You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, launched on the 12th of January, 2020. Really? Yeah, I know what you're thinking. How did sexy, dashing Captain John end up in a situation like this? Or maybe, if I'd known this was an audiobook, I'd have bought the complete Buffy on DVD. Coming up in this podcast, we delve into the latest reviews of Big Finish's audiobooks and dramas. We have a look at your emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. We go behind the scenes with Torchwood Fortitude and Torchwood producer James Goss visits a sea fort. He actually does, with a microphone and everything. That's very impressive, isn't it? Come on. Did he see the fort? We offer you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. And we dramatise you with the first 15 minutes of Torchwood, The Sins of Captain John. But be warned, it features a lot of adult content it is not 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 suitable for children i'm benji he's nick and we are the chaps from big finish productions go to bigfinish.com to find out all about our beautiful audio drama and audio books lots of doctor who tortured blake seven the prisoner callan space 1999 dracula frankenstein star trek you get the picture it's all in there one big bundle of of joy yes i've got the picture i'm just putting it up on the wall now oh that's good yeah it looks nice actually oh thank you very much next to the baywatch poster (laughs) it's the new year Benji and I are finally back together. Here we are. Yes, here We've we are. We've been separated for some time from the yeah. Big Finish podcast. It's been that hectic time of the year, isn't it, where things just don't work out. You have certain responsibilities which you have to which you have to uh, attend to. Well, I think you should relinquish them. Yeah, and I hope you I hope you respect <laughs> that, Nick. <laughs> yes, it's far too late for people to be wishing each other a happy New Year's thingy. But uh, here are some short uh, New Year's messages from a few Big Finish regulars. First, Lisa Bauman, the first lady of Big Finish. Yeah, but she was she was the first woman to be in a big thing at Big Finish. She directs for us, and she plays Bernie Summerfield. Here she is. A happy New Year to everybody. Thank you for listening. It's always a joy and I hope you continue to listen and have the safest and jolliest 2020. Make it roaring. And finally, one of our ever popular doctors, Paul McGann. It's the roaring 20s, kids. That's my message. Let's roar. I sound like a life coach. Find your inner roar. Yeah, says the doctor with a big kiss. Would have been funny if we just said one of our ever popular doctors, Doctor Smith, and it's just one of our GPs who just hap- <laughs> we just happened to. Yes, uh, uh, um, 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 Benji told me to say uh, uh, Happy New Year. Um, now, anyway, about that back you've got, I prescribed this. <laughs> now, allow me to do a prostate examination. <laughs> Rubber gloves. Uh, I did ask scriptwriter Alan Barnes to give us a message, but he. <laughs> He was so nonplussed about... I can't even play it to you because it's too humiliating. Uh, about having to come up with something on the spot. He couldn't do it. He was just going, no, OK, I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't think of anything to say. He said it's a writer, you see. Has, it has to be perfect. Couldn't, couldn't just improvise. Words, isn't it? Words. They're, they're very words. good at their words. Anyway, of course, enough of this nonsense. Let's get on with the latest review, shall we? 
We begin with Doctor Who blood on Santa's claw and other stories. Mr. Carnaby, are you proposing we should land a year before the cyber invasion of Earth in the year 2526 and thwart it before it's even been attempted, thus shredding the web of time and imperiling the very fabric of the universe? Hmm? That is extremely irresponsible. Never, ever suggest anything like that ever again. Uh, but I, I, I... I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I just thought it'd be cool to be in the year 2525. I like that song. Don't worry about it. He's just being annoying. I am still here, you know. And if you still haven't caught up with Bud on Santa's Claw, just go to bigfinish.com and type Santa's Claw into the uh, search pane thingy. Yeah, A little sort of, thing. you know... Well, whoreview.wordpress.com, and that's who with a zero, says, oh, um, yeah. with some great character development for Perry, some interesting plots, characters, and settings, and an intriguing new companion in Luke Allen Gale's Joe, this anthology is a great way to get your Doctor Who fix this Christmas. Whoa. And Cultbox say the Christmas theme provides plenty of colour as well as some great gags. We particularly love the robots persistently offering nibbles and the David Icke gag about the royal family. Ooh, in lieu of an on-screen Christmas special this year, Big Finish has done us proud. Digitalfix.com, or should I say thedigitalfix.com. Uh, Blood Do, on yes. Santa's Claw and other stories is a delightful festive treat with plenty of humour, a dash of horror, and a big dollop of magic with plenty of twists to keep the listener hooked. Oh. And now, Star Cops, Mars. Mayday. Mayday. Is anyone receiving? You might as well try standing at the door and shouting. You know, Kristen, you're far too pleased with yourself. How do you think this is going to end? Well, we'll see. Jean Arnaud's revoked your habitation rights. Your persona non grata at Olympus Mons. <laughs> you're a long way from home, Kenzie. Mars is its own place. We have our own rules. Jean Arnaud is not going to help you. There are other places on Mars. Other bases, other habitats. Skills like mine are in short supply here. Yeah, yeah, bully for you. It's a seller's market. People like me are wanted on Mars, needed on Mars. We contribute. We're not like tourists. Nathan, do you think anyone would mind if we muzzle her? I think it's pretty obvious why she's so smug. Hey, Kristen? Sabotaged engines. And if you'd like to order it, type Star Cops into the search pane at bigfinish.com and you'll find all the Star Cops loveliness you'll need. Well, thedigitalfix.com follows, follows us up again with uh, this yeah. audio uh, Star Cop series will resonate most strongly with followers of the original television run. This trio of distinct episodes gives first-time listeners a crash course in Star Cops oh. and an immersive dive into policing on Mars. I say, policing on Mars. Not to be confused with policing on Kit Kat, which is yeah, the exactly. other planet, of course. Milky Way. Uh, cultbox.co.uk say with the single the new single voice Star Cops audiobook The Stuff of Life also released this month which slots neatly into the timeline between the Mother Earth two-parter and the new Mars twin set the stars do seem to be aligning rather well for the International Space Police Force right now and that's how many stars one, two, three four and a half stars good enough Pretty for me good. yeah Lovely. Thank you. Well, that's it for the latest reviews. More soon. Keep your ears peeled. Ow! Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean literally. I was referring to oh, any sorry. manufacturers of 
dairy products. Um, <laughs> life of Brian reference there. Very good, very good. Coming up, James Goss takes us on a rather thrilling tour of a sea fort when we go behind the scenes with Torchwood Fortitude, which features Queen Victoria and a sea fort, you see. Anyway, more excitement right now with listeners' emails. Oh, emails, cop, blimey. That's all I've got to say on the matter, really. And if you want to send an email in, you can. It's really easy. Go to podcast at bigfinish.com. It's there. You've heard it. If you've not listened before, you might be. This might be your first one of the year. It might be your New Year's resolution to say, I want to listen to more podcasts, i.e. the Big Finish podcast. In which case, I salute you. So why not email in? Because we like to talk to you. So it's podcast at bigfinish.com. Got that. First up, this one from The Outsider. (gasps) Good morning, my fine gentleman. I just imagine the outsider wears a bowler hat now. Um, I hope you had a lovely holiday season. It's a new decade, and I have new questions. Oh, my goodness. Number one. I very much like the work by Clayton Hickman. He's mad, mad, but good to know. I love both his cover designs and his writing. I was trying to find all of the Big Finish items he's written for, but when I search for him at the Big Finish website, his covers and writing are all mixed together. Do you think there would be a way to separate them out, such as making two entries for him as a writer and slash or a designer? I meant to just say or, of course, or adding a subgroup to <laughs> the search where you can select a role uh, of a person uh, may have played writer, director, etc., etc. Nick. Well, um, yeah, I mean, that would be a job for Hughes Media, but since they've just lost all our blooming emails, I'm so they're probably not really. They're probably a bit busy. Um, so, uh, yeah, that would be a great idea. I mean, like, if you type in my name, you get a whole heap of stuff. I think Clayton co-wrote two scripts for Big Finish. So it's The One Doctor and Bang Bang A Boom. So there you go. So yeah. that, that I was your search engine right there. That's it. And if, if you can see Nick now, he's, he's suddenly turned into a massive magnifying glass. It's, it's rather excellent. <laughs> Um, he follows on for saying, uh, I don't know if you have any more of his writing in the works, but I hope you do. But I'm afraid we don't, no, because, I mean, Clayton didn't want to do any more. We did. We asked him a lot, uh, but he just said he didn't want to do it. So there you go. Fair enough. Uh, I also hope that you have more in store from two of my favourite writers, John Blum and Kate Orman either separate or as a team um, perhaps a, an adaptation of the left-handed hummingbird um, or year of the intelligent tigers that was an intelligent tiger no we've got no plans for that uh, on twitter um, you've asked what series for which big finish uh, should consider making audios has big finish ever considered adapting comedies like absolutely fabulous or spaced or butterflies etc i'm sure it'd be a challenge but i'm also sure you're more than up to the task please carry on your wonderful work you've made my life so much brighter thank you your friend the outsider it's nice to have a friend outside isn't it but why Mm. not come inside come inside come outside Um, (laughs) the uh yes no, we have no plans to do uh, comedy things like that. We don't. Our audience, you see, our audience is not uh, generally based in those areas, and also the rights for those um, particular things would be fiendishly difficult. 
probably impossible to acquire. I think as well with um, with comedies, especially sitcoms, often or not, they're they're quite difficult to to write. You know, I, I would say it's harder to write a successful comedy than it is maybe to write uh, a successful drama for audio drama because an audio drama you you can you can do a traditional storytelling, but with comedy. Things like Ab, you know, Ab Fab, for example, in space, they've got such a huge reputation of being, you know, the episodes, aren't they? It's like 40 Towers. You know, John, mm. John Cleese didn't want to write anymore because, um, because he said, you know, they're perfect as they are anymore would spoil that. And I think, uh, I think for comedy, it's almost the same. Do you know what I mean? I do exactly know what you mean. And I think, uh, let's quote, uh, well, not quote, but. Uh, I report the sentiments of Stephen Moffat on this, you know, who's written a lot of comedy. And he says that comedy is far more difficult than drama. And I think he's right. Because with comedy, you've either failed or or succeeded. You know, if they laugh, it's a success. But if they don't... Whereas there's a broader range of reactions you can have to drama. You know, Definitely. it's not so much success or failure, you know. This is oh well. Here's my new comedy, right? I'm not laughing. Yeah, so it's rubbish. Don't like Turn it. that off. Yeah. Whereas a drama, you can go. Oh, I don't know whether I like him. Do I like that person? Oh, they're, they're quite interesting. And you have a, yeah, there are many more facets to your reactions that make it less likely for you to immediately dismiss it. And I think with as well with um, with drama, you can say you watch one episode of something, you can really not like it, but there's a, you sort of feel that you could probably watch another to see if you properly, properly don't like it. Whereas I find with a comedy, if you're not laughing, you can turn it off halfway through and say, no, nah, it's not for me. It's just not funny. Yeah. It's just annoying, isn't it? You know, the only exactly. the only comedy I think that, that would really be up, up Big Finish's street that I think would work because it teeters on the edge of kind of the fun drama is something like The Mighty Boosh because that's that already was successful as an audio drama. But I think with the, with the talent of the various soundy people at Big Finish... And what we can achieve with soundscapes, I think that that would, would be really successful. Yeah. And because well, it was certainly people would like it, I think. The, the trouble is um, that Big Finish, even though we we do do a lot more than Doctor Who, Big Finish is essentially uh, visited by Doctor Who fans. So when we do something that's not Doctor Who, we it is uh, listened to by that proportion of Doctor Who fans who also like the other thing. And it's very, very uh, you know, like Space 1999, for example, which was a, a nice uh, non-Doctor Who success for us. But that's because we coordinated our release with stuff with the Anderson website. And so a lot of people came to us through them or indeed bought it through them as well. Because people go to an Anderson well, website for Anderson stuff and people come to the Big Finish website for Doctor Who stuff. If they like other things as well, they'll buy the other things as well. But by and large... You know, you you go on the internet to where you think the correct shop is. Very true. You know, you go to the grocer's shop to get your groceries. You don't go to the grocer's shop to get your shoes. If you wanted a pair of shoes and there was a pair of shoes at the grocer's shop, you might buy it. But you don't go there to get shoes. I think that's a, a very are. good analogy there. <laughs> if Jason Hay Gallery is listening to this, he's going, oh, Nick, with his blooming grocer shop and shoe analogy again. No, he's probably yeah. sitting there thinking, hold on. What if we open a grocer shop that sells groceries and shoes? <laughs> well, that is essentially what we're doing with Big Finish, I would say, metaphorically speaking. Anyway, here's one from David Smith, uh, who we met at, at the last Big Finish day, Benji. Mm. You see the photograph there. I have, yes, I have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with us. 
<laughs> radiation man. We look, <laughs> we look like we're being affected by radiation from him. Yes. Um, dear Benji and Nick, hey, hi, and how are you doing? It just occurred to me that I've not emailed in since August last year. So with just a few days left, well, of course, uh, now it's 2020. Uh, here is an email loaded with Big Finish considerations and questions that have been building up for me throughout the year. They finally burst out. Before all of that, let me just say what a great year it's been. Having Big Finish Day as an annual event once again has been fantastic. Oh, well, thank you for saying that because it's something I really had to fight for. And as always, it's a, oh, it's a ping noise. Um, and as always, it's a pleasure to meet you all and put faces and personalities to the names on the on the Big Finish. And thank you once again for giving your time. I'm already booked for Big Finish Day 2020. See you there. Yes, it's on the 6th of June this year. It's nearly there. Just a few more tickets to go. Um, I think something like, I don't know, 30 or 40 tickets still available. Oh, not many though. Yeah. So after listening to this year's podcasts every Saturday night without fail, that's at midnight, blimey. Here's a short list of questions that I don't think have been asked this year. And I'd love to know your thoughts, opinions or possible or possibly answers. Just imagine. Yeah. I apologise in advance to Nick for any grammatical errors. All right, then. Uh, first question. I really enjoyed the fourth Doctor comic strips adaptations. I still have all those weeklies. Oh, yeah, me too, somewhere. Is this a range likely to be added to or expanded upon? Or does the word adaptation fill everyone with dread? As I'd speculate, it's a lot of extra work. I'd like to have heard City of the Damned, the fourth Doctor comic strip on audio. Is that just imagine? Is that an, a just imagine? I see a printed T-shirt opportunity to be had here. Just imagine. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't say if I just answer that point, I wouldn't say that adaptations are more difficult. It's just a different thing. Our problem with adaptations is that in spite of everything, in spite of everyone asking for them, they just don't sell as well. Um crazy i you know we thought it was really special to do novel adaptations and comic strip adaptations but they just don't sell well enough that's that that's quite depressing really because they are great great things and people go oh wow i'm really excited about this but it's more of a vocal minority who like them rather than the, the general audience which makes me very sad that said you know they don't do appallingly the comic strip adaptations and there's certainly talk of maybe trying out some more but um uh, not at the moment. Our schedules are full. Question number two. I was gutted. No, not physically. Well, thank you, David, for reassuring us. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> well, downhearted to discover that the first and second Doctor full cast audio ranges have been reduced to only two per year from four. Did this range not sell as well as anticipated, leading to this move? I really enjoyed that classic era. And though Elliot Chapman's... And thought... Elliot, it says though, but I think you mean thoughts. Elliot Chapman's version of Ben Jackson was amazing. Could you expand on this decision to trim that range back for me at all? Well, Elliot Chapman decided he wasn't doing it anymore without talking to any of us. And that was the end of that, I'm afraid. Very odd. Um... Uh, but that's not the reason we've cut down the number of number of releases in the range. We've cut down the number of releases in the range, yes, uh, because the sales weren't quite as good as we'd hoped. But also one of the reasons for that is that we're just doing too much, I think. And what happens is that different productions feed on the audience of other productions and they force you to make a choice. Am I going to buy the this 
range? Or am I going to buy this range? Because I can't afford both or I haven't got time to listen to both. So what happens is that certain ranges start to suffer and in terms of their sales, which means less money comes back in, so it's less easy to pay for them. So it's much more sensible for us to do fewer releases that will hopefully sell better. And then we will come to all the other things in the fullness of time. We're just trying to be a bit more sensible and less kind of, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this. Do you think that's sensible, Benji? It's being savvy, isn't it? It's being, you know, yeah. taking a look and thinking, this is what we need to do right now. Because I know I know Big Finish well enough, you know, to know that if we had, if we had our way, everybody would want to do everything because we love Doctor Who and we love every aspect of Doctor Who. Yes. And there's yes. enough people at Big Finish that love enough elements of Doctor Who to cover everything but obviously yes. it's about it's about what's working at the moment what's right for now and what's logistically possible as well but what's the thing that people most often say to you about Big Finish when you chat to them at Big Finish Day they go there's so much I can't keep up oh my god they often, they are, yeah, they often say you're bankrupting right. me they say I can't yeah, yeah. Uh, there, yeah. there goes but you're yeah. right there is too much and you can't keep up so that's why we're just we're looking at ranges and thinking well we love this and we don't want to stop doing it and we know people love it yeah listeners love it so we'll just do slightly fewer of them and then we'll keep it going and then hopefully people will be able to catch up and enough people will buy each release aye aye Question three. I was delighted when you obtained the rights to use the Yeti. I know they have featured twice in audio episodes, but had hoped for a bigger release with one of the Doctors. Given that some of the promotional photos from the third Doctor's debut television season featured the Yeti, that was fun, yes. Yeti on a loo in Tooting Peck. I wondered if that might work nicely. It doesn't end there, though. Wasn't there a lost Yeti adventure that never made it to the screen, the Laird of McCrimmon? I understand that little of the plot exists, but would it be a consideration? Does the Big Finish license agreement include the Quarks, which I thought were also linked to the Hazeman Lincoln estates? Uh, yes, it does. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes, it does. Just slightly choking on that for no particular reason. Um, and so, yeah, we will do Quark stuff, and there will be Yeti stuff. It's just... I refer the honourable gentleman to the answer I gave a few moments ago, which is that so much going on and it's just a question of finding the time to do it all. And you can't do everything at the same time, otherwise your head explodes. And you won't have time to listen to it all. Oh, Benji's head's exploded. Oh, I think that's enough screen. questions. Although I could go all day. Well, do that a big finish day on the 6th of June. I can always email again next year in four days' time. Yeah, please do. <laughs> I'll uh, end it here by thanking you all once more for your hard work and dedication to your work that I enjoy. As always, there's plenty to look forward to. There is indeed. Have a great new year, David Smith, a.k.a. Radiation Man. <laughs> I love that when I was talking to him. He said, yeah, I've just got back from Chernobyl. I was like, oh, no. So I wonder why you were glowing green. <laughs> oh, is that why we're doing yeah, that? Yeah, I see. Yeah. Yeah. came from Pripyat. Yeah, good lord. Yeah. Well, there we go. Well, we next see him, he's going to have nine arms. At least. Uh, Lizard-like eyes. <laughs> All nine of them. Um, uh, here's one from Ken Brown. Hello, Nick and Benji. This is one of those boring emails about website mm. features that sometimes make it to your podcast. I use the wishlist feature to stack up all the pre-releases I want to purchase before they're released. Probably a lot of your customers use it this way. Mm -hmm. It would be very handy if they could be sorted by release date so that I know 
when I need to buy them with some semblance of budgeting. I realise that I could buy them immediately, but yeah. this feature would help people like me buy them closer to the release date and not forget what's coming out and when. I currently have over 500 downloads available. Is that a lot or just average? Uh, and this would certainly help me keep track of things. I really appreciate and enjoy these podcasts. Keep up the great work. I've listened to all your podcasts right back to the very first one. Was that the late... Ple- I can't even pronounce that. Late Is it Pleistocene? Pleistocene, I believe so. Uh, Not Plastocene. <laughs> Not plasticine. Don't, don't get it confused with plasticine. Um, Ken Brown, uh, Tarpon Springs, Florida. Well, thank you, Ken. Um, 500 downloads. I, that's probably about average. Uh, average to high. High, yes. <laughs> I don't know. What a useless answer. Um, I like the idea of, yes, the uh, wish list being done by date. I'm sort of surprised it isn't, but uh, referring you <laughs> to my previous comment about Hughes Media losing our emails you know I, I don't want to give them anything else complicated to do just now but yeah i think that's one that should go on the list and i and i'm pretty certain that sue cowley will already have that on the list to be quite frank because she's extremely diligent and on all this stuff anyway that's it for the emails this week don't forget to carry on sending them to podcast at bigfinish.com i'll try to make my answers better next week will you try benji yeah, well, I mean, you know, I just sort of say yes, no, and occasionally offer myself some some form of some form of opinion <laughs> on the matters. Really, <laughs> more next time. Coming up soon, the Randomoid Selectatron, when we offer you a twenty five percent discount on a what? randomly selected big finish release. But Crikey. right now, we go behind the scenes with Torchwood. Fortitude out this month. Careful now, careful. We've just oil lamps, I'm afraid. The storm, it tore the boat apart. Well, we're inside granite walls here, Mr. Singh. We should be safe as houses. Hello, I'm James Goss. I'm the producer and writer of Fortitude, and I'm here with... Lisa Bowerman, who uh, I think directed it today. It's been a long day. It has. It hasn't, it hasn't, actually. Because we've had lots of bits and bobs to do but in terms of just the bulk of the play I, I I think and I'm sure we will discuss this had a spectacularly good cast who yes. whizzed through it faster than a speeding bullet because it is the return of Rowena Cooper as <gasps> Queen Victoria the engine is drowned but uh, we have come through the storm storms don't behave like that indeed not I'm so pleased. I've worked with Rowena before. I think we did, I did Caroline John's last ever Companion Chronicle with Rowena. Yeah. I think I've done another. Oh, she was in the Bernie Summerfield playing a nun, of course she was. Yes. A singing nun. Yes, but mostly in our hearts. She is Queen Queen Victoria. Victoria. And she's a monster. Oh, dreadful. I mean, how, I just, awful woman. But weirdly, you want to spend time with her, which seems a bit, yeah. Of a contradiction. There's there's a brilliant recent biography of Queen Victoria by Lucy Worsley where she she just ends up by saying, you know, I admire this woman and every time I decide I, I can't stand her, I decide I admire her some more. <laughs> Queen Victoria is just such a complicated historical figure. She, she really is. And the fact that it's, to some extent, not that long ago. I mean, it seems like ancient history, but it sort of isn't in no. relative terms. And, and the and this is a woman who decided that she was going to take over pretty much all of Europe 
and Russia and the uh, world th- through marriage. <laughs> oh yes, of course. Through, through carefully controlled marriage and oh. treaties and the East India Company, it's oh. an amazing ambition. I mean, it, it's, it's extraordinary. Talk about dynasty. It yeah. really was dynasty. No. What? No one rises until Her Majesty rises. I have not risen. And while you may abate my title, you will address the Colonel by his. He is not a servant. We are all your servants. This story also features uh, the Solent Forts, which are real. Oh, really? The, oh, oh, no, the, yes, of course, the forts, yeah. uh, which are now, of course, is, is, it, is it just one that's quite a swanky hotel now? Uh, Two and a half of them are quite swanky hotels, uh, and uh, I, I have stayed in them. Uh, so thank God that I have, because otherwise this would be about, you know, compared to the normal hotels I stay in, this story would be about Queen Victoria in a small, grim hotel on a roundabout, arguing about a travel kettle. How was your boat trip over? Was it as, as traumatic? I mean, how do you actually land on this? Does it have a landing? And I am recording this sat on some iron stairs on uh, the outside of one of the Solent forts, uh, which was built... Well, construction started in about 1860, and they were known as Lord Palmerston's Folly because they were built to stop an invasion from France, which by the time they were finished 20 years later, never actually happened. Uh, The construction of each of them cost about, uh, in today's money, £150 million each. Uh, They were dug down into the sand by... Basically, slave labour from prisoners of war, uh, many of whom uh, sadly drowned whilst digging down into the sea. Which, who would know that that would be a dangerous occupation? I am walking on one of the corridors of the lower level. It is quite dark here. As you can hear, I am getting nearer and nearer the generator, which is very loud and keeps the Ford running. If you would like to own a Seafort of your own, one of the Seaforts is currently on the market for about £750,000. Thank you for meeting us. When I saw you coming, I thought you didn't stand a chance. Do you know my luck? Indeed, Your Majesty. And Torchwood Fortitude is out this week, actually, uh, which is this month. Uh, if you want to find it, slash order it, slash buy it, uh, uh, but don't slash it because that will damage it, go to bigfinish.com. It'll be on the homepage. But if you want to go straight to the product page, type Fortitude into the uh, little search well, pane sort of, you know, at the top. And, and there you shall find it. Uh, coming up very soon, we'll be drama-teasing you with the first... 15 minutes of the outrageous, very adult and not for children or people of a nervous disposition. Oh, you maiden aunt. The sins of Captain John. I put Jack here, but I meant John. Uh, but now it's time for the randomoid selector chart. Well, it's in. It's 154 Doctor Who, the witch from the well. Oh, the witch. An eighth from, Doctor adventure, well, well, full cast audio, main range, jobby de bobby. Um, yes, it was the last main, uh, last batch of main range uh, eighth Doctor adventures that we did, and you know we had Mary Shelley as the companion, uh, played by the lovely Julie Cox, who was uh, such 
a great person to work with. So funny, such a dry sense of humour. We'd had a in for one um, called The Company of Friends, where we did a series of sort of strange companions. We did Izzy from the comic strips and... Um, oh, God, Fitz. Is that someone called Fitz or something? Is that right? I don't know. Can't remember. Which we thought of casting Matt Smith as before he was Doctor Who, and I thought, no, 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 he's not old enough to be a companion. <laughs> then he became the there Doctor. There we go. That's... <laughs> uh, yeah, that would have been really interesting if he'd taken that, if we'd offered him that job and he'd taken it. Um, let's hear the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The Witch from the Well. the well. But it's too soon, Phoenicia. We're not ready. Quiet, Lucen. I see nothing down here, Mr. Portillon. One moment. I do see something. I see... <laughs> what is that thing? The 17th century, Doctor. How thrilling. Please, leave me be. I've no darkness in my heart. Don't you listen to none of her wickering. She's a witch. Who is this, Master Kincaid? He's Parliament's man, the witch pricker. You all know me. Parliament's appointed jury consult in matters of witchcraft. Your village is under Satan's heel. Five bodies in all, Doctor. His grey husks, the vital sparks sucked out of them. I am here to strike down the damned without mercy. There's witchcraft abroad, Doctor. We fight for our very souls here. Squire Portal and Master Kincaid, there are no witches. In Tranchard's fell. He has a wand that opens locks. Just as I thought. He's a heretic. Here to corrupt us all. Lock this doctor in the cellar, soldier. If he should struggle, kill him. I tell you, all of you, you're making a terrible mistake. What you're saying is that you won't believe these three are witches until they themselves confess it. And I shall draw proofs of their guilt soon enough, starting with the coven leader, the doctor. Perhaps they were hiding in the grounds. Beside the well, among the dead. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. Great cast in this, actually. This is directed by Barnaby Edwards, and he always does that. Serena it's Evans. It's going to be great, then, isn't it? He always does a incredible. solid job. Yeah, and Andrew Havill, who turns up in so many big movies, playing all sorts of interesting historical characters. Alex Wilton Regan, fantastic actor. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Simon Rouse. You can't mend people! <laughs> That's a snake. Not snake darts, I mean kinder reference. Kinder, yeah. <laughs> Failed on my Doctor Who e Well, easy ones to get mixed up, isn't it, really? Sound well, design, got the Steve... Mara, the Mara in it. The Mara. Uh, uh, sound design uh, and music here. On the, yeah, sound design and music by Steve Foxen, who's very talented. Always uh, love hearing his work. So and, of course, this was written by Rick Briggs who won um, the, a Big Finish writing competition and everyone thought it was just me with a pseudonym. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe you're two people. Yeah, if I was creating a pseudonym, I'd do more than just alter the first letter of the first name. <laughs> you know, because uh, otherwise it's a bit obvious, isn't it? It's like, it sounds like you've been caught out. Like, and uh, who, who might you be? Me. Um... I'm Rick. Rick Briggs. <laughs> Pleased to meet I you, I live Rick. in K King Road. <laughs> yeah, K King in 
fish born fish fish fishington well it's like you know i was watching um the wheel in space the wheel in space wheel. on uh, britbox and i'd completely forgotten that the whole thing about dr john smith comes from the wheel in space when jamie is being interrogated by a medical officer on the wheel and she asks him what the doctor's name is and there's some sort of scanning machine that has a very obviously placed trademark name on it which says john smith associates <laughs> and so jamie says oh hi, his name is uh dr um uh, John Smith and she completely <laughs> clocks him reading it as well you know so and it sticks um, forevermore yeah I, yes they, I wonder you know it was I think the next time it came back was in the in spearhead from space wasn't it when the uh, brigadier asked him what his real name is Dr. John. John Pertwee does yeah John Smith then, he, he, then he, the he, smile <laughs> yeah as if to say if you believe that you believe anything what a lot uh, of old cobblers Anyway, this old Radamoids Electrotron offer for 25% off the witch from the well. That's what it's called, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, to, uh, the, the witch. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I'm being distracted by my neighbour revving mm. up his motorbike and has been doing so mm. for about mm. about 20 minutes now and it's beginning to irritate me. Um, but yes, it's called Doctor Who, the witch from the well. Yeah. <laughs> so is that it? I thought. Tell us how we get oh, the twenty five. Sorry, off. sorry, I was. That's me. It's very simple. If you want to get twenty five percent off, you can. And all you need to do is go to bigfinish dot com. Then you go on to the podcasts tab on the menu there. You see, and what yeah. it will do, it will take you to what we call a page. Now, a page is where information <laughs> is displayed. Uh, on the first, <laughs> it should have the latest podcast from <sighs> Big Finish. You click read more under that particular podcast, and in the blurb, which is a wonderful Blurb. word to say, um, it will say just click here and enter the code buck up, and that's buck up. All capital letters, um, no space, space. I suppose no space bars, um, nothing. Just buck up, <laughs> whack that in there, and you will get your discount. And believe me, it's well worth it. Well worth it. it. Is B U C K U P. Thank you very much for that, Benji. Uh, time for us now to say goodbye in a very jolly way. Goodbye. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> and while we're away, you might like to listen to the first fifteen minutes of. The Restored, the first part of The Sins of Captain John. And may I remind you again that this drama contains adult material, which is certainly not suitable for children to listen to. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. How did sexy, dashing Captain John end up in a situation like this? Or maybe, if I'd known this was an audiobook, I'd have bought the complete Buffy on DVD. Well... Before you go asking for a refund, let's set the scene. This is Vargosh Palace. Oh, what's left of it? A luxury space station orbiting Sigma-10. You see, right now it's falling apart. I reckon I've got about four hours before I'm sent tumbling into the icy black void of space, which is just long enough for me to tell you how I got here. So, strap in, get comfy, and let's give the fourth wall a bloody good scene to. Come on, you know you want to.
London, February 1661. Oliver Cromwell is dead, the monarchy has been restored, and King Charles II is awaiting his coronation. But that's enough Wikipedia for now. Let's get to the naughty stuff. Come on, Franny. Just a quick knee trembler against the wainscots. Well, if that's what you're after, visit me in my chambers. Midnight. No earlier, or Moesha will be awake. She could always join in. <laughs> Midnight it is. <clears throat> and now, if you'll excuse me. Milady. Sir Thomas? Ma'am. Your Grace? What are you doing up so late? There has been a development, Your Majesty. In Westminster. Not the fifth monarchists again. Honestly, the way they go on, you'd think I was the bloody Antichrist. Not the fifth monarchists, sir. It involves Cromwell. Or more specifically, his head. (laughs) Don't tell me. It's been taken off its spike. Some loyalist looking for a souvenir. If only, sir. Then what? It might be best if you see this for yourself. This way, Your Majesty. Dark is the valley, and fierce are the flames. God, that's impossible. Were I not witnessing it with my own eyes, I would agree, Your Majesty. But as you can see, despite being little more than a skull, the traitor Oliver Cromwell is alive. Dark is the valley. My lords, ladies and gentlemen, each of you will be assigned new quarters presently. We'll do our very best to make you all comfortable. Fires will be lit, blankets provided, and so... Um, has anybody seen the Duke of York? Sir Thomas, what's happening? All will be explained in good time, madam. Are we in danger? Not at all, merely a precaution. And the king, he's safe? Absolutely, madam, safely in the tower. He merely wishes for his court to join him, especially you. Oh, that comforts me. You seem to have brought rather a lot of luggage. Well, one didn't know how long one would have to stay. I see. Now, please, if you and your maidservant could make your way towards the Lanthorn Tower. Name, sir? Captain John Hart. Do I know you? Unlikely. Just got back from a long stint in the colonies. That's as may be, but are you a member of His Majesty's court? I rather think I would remember if you were. Oh, no. My dad was. Not the current king, obviously. The last one, you know, before he got... Your father... And he was? Sir Bret Hart. Fought in the Civil War. For whom? Attila the Hun, who do you think? Well, Captain, we are a little full up at the moment. 
Perhaps you could find quarters nearby and await his majesty's invitation. Oh, I really wanted to stay in the Tower of London. It's been like a lifelong ambition of mine. I think it's the promise of shackles. As I say, we are running out of available rooms, and... Don't suppose 12 gold doubloons makes any difference? Doubloons? 12 of them. Pure gold? The purest. Take a look. Well, if you would just like to make your way inside, sir, I'm sure one of our stewards can find you suitable lodgings. Nice one. <clears throat> Captain! Oh, yes. Catch! Oh, honestly, this place. I'm the king's mistress, for goodness sake, and he's put me in the flipping tower. He has put everybody in the flipping tower, madam. True. But it's freezing in here. It's just so bleak. I mean, I imagine half the people who were kept here looked forward to getting hanged, drawn and quartered. How's your bed? I believe the voyage from Kerala was more comfortable. And on that occasion, I slept on bare planks. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It will build character, I am sure. Where should I put my telescope? Uh, that window is south-facing, probably the best view. Oh, I do hope we won't be here too long. Mm. I have my fermentation study bubbling away in the East Wing, and if it's not tended to... I'm sure it will be fine. That's all right for you. That comet of yours can be observed from pretty much anywhere. It is not a comet, madam. Oh, here we go again. I still believe it is a vessel of some sort. A vessel? In the sky? Yes, madam. Oh, we're meant to be women of science, Moesha. I know that. But I can only observe what I observe, and my observations tell me that the object is not one crafted by nature. I'll take your word for it. You know, when I think of all you could teach the men of this country, mm. it really isn't fair. Thank you, madam. But can you imagine the men of England taking kindly to being schooled in astronomy by an Indian maidservant? Oh, good point. Or its natural philosophers paying much attention to a duchess on the matters of flora and fauna. This is also true. Besides, keeping all this a secret is quite fun. Don't you agree? <laughs> Your Majesty, Sir Thomas, He's still at it, then? It hasn't stopped. The journey is what could it mean? I couldn't say. Perhaps a warning, an omen of some sort. Who knows? What if... What if they're right? Who, sir? The fifth monarchists. They say my coronation marks the end of days. The fifth monarchists are one gooseberry short of a fool, Your Majesty. But look at him! I'd rather not. Was it really necessary to bring him along? Couldn't we have just... I don't know, put him in a lead-lined box and thrown him in the Thames? We need him here, where we can watch him, listen to him. There is a great bewitchment behind all this, and I won't rest until I get to the bottom of it. You're talking of bottoms, how is the Duchess? Settling into her quarters as we speak, Your Majesty. She's in the Lanthorn Tower. Good, good. There was one other matter I wished to discuss. Well, go on. A Captain John Hart says he's from the colonies but that his father was a subret heart? Fought against the parliamentarians, apparently. 
Never heard of him. Me neither. Still, if his father was a royalist... Can we really take his word for it? Look, Sir Thomas, the only way to prove or disprove what he says is to go through the records at Whitehall. And right now, I want you and everyone else here with me in the tower. Put this chap in a room and if he asks for sherry, send him the cheap stuff. Yes, sir. Of course. Uh, bit medieval, but I reckon I could get used to it. And I do love a nice tapestry. So, you're probably wondering what I'm doing here in Restoration England. You've heard it's a bit saucy, so you probably think I'm here as some sort of time-travelling sex tourist. And you're not entirely wrong. But there is more to it than that. Flashback! It says here you're a time agent. Was, not anymore. Why did you leave the agency? I got fed up with all the red tape. Also, I threw my land manager into a black hole. I see. So you have a problem with authority? Depends. I'm versatile. And why should my client trust you with this job? See that? Imperial Seal of China. 30,000 years old and it's been missing since the 10th century. Because... I nicked it. It's priceless. And until I come back with those gauntlets, it's yours. What am I supposed to do with this? Consider it a guarantee, a bond, whatever. I see. Very well. Here is the contract. If you agree to the terms, sign with your thumbprint. Locate and retrieve the gauntlets of Dr. Magpie, bring back to client. Does it have to be both gloves? Of course! One gauntlet alone will have little effect. And the last known location? Earth. There's mention of the gauntlets in some book written in their 16th century. Then, nothing. Use any nor means necessary. Do not disrupt established events. Yada, yada, yada. Signed. Excellent. But before you go, Captain, a word of warning. Though it wasn't mentioned in the contract... The Vargosh family take a particularly dim view of those who disappoint them. Am I making myself clear? So here we are, back in the 17th century. And here am I, skulking around the Tower of London, looking for a pair of gauntlets. <clears throat> Captain? Oh, uh, Sir Thomas. Hi. Are you lost? Couldn't sleep. Just thought I'd go for a bit of a wander. Is that so? Yeah. Must have uh, eaten too much cheese or something. Perhaps, if I may be so bold, it would be better if you kept your wandering to the confines of your quarters. Given the current circumstances. Yeah, interesting that, because what exactly are the current circumstances? I beg your pardon? Why has the king moved his entire court to the Tower of London? Merely a precautionary measure. For what? The king's coronation is looming. There are still those who wish it were not so. Ooh, skullduggery. If you wish to call it that. Interesting. And what's down there? That's the armory. Mm. And it's out of bounds to everyone but the Castellan and the Yeoman of the Guard. Of course. So perhaps you should walk in the other direction. Yes, Sir Thomas. Good night. Good night, Captain.
Come in. Hello? Oh, Charles. Oh, Franny. Mm. Mm. Oh, what's happening? What is it? Why are we here? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. I scarcely believe it myself. Frightful things. Unholy things. Oh, let me soothe you, Charles. Oh. 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 Oh, no. No, my sweet. I'm afraid... I'm afraid I'm not quite feeling myself this evening. What do you mean? Well, I fear... I may not rise to the occasion. Really? That's most uncharacteristic. I know. Well. Well. Can't be helped, I suppose. Oh, Franny, if only you'd seen how awful it was. Glad I didn't, to be honest. But you're right. You need to rest after what has clearly been a shock. Yes. I suppose I will see you in the morning. What? Good night, Charles. But I thought we might... Snuggle? You'll sleep better in your own bed. Moesha's snoring would surely keep you awake. But... Yes, of course. I'll go then. Good night. Yes. Good night, my sweet. Captain John Hart, my lady. Couldn't help but overhearing your little chat with his madge. Really? Yeah. Wondered if I might be of service if you still, you know, feel a bit frisky. Sir, you have entered a lady's room uninvited. The scandal should the court hear of this. Oh, come off it. Restoration England. I know what this place is like. Is that so? But if you're as prim and proper and puritanical as the last lot, maybe I've been misinformed. Oh, who are you calling a Puritan? Shh, you wake your maid. She could sleep through a hurricane. Oh, really? Really. Now shut that door and get in. Thought you'd never ask. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Mm.